Commissions, training commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the simplified prospectus before investing. Mutual funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. The well-respected man about town Doing the best thing so conservatively This is Money with Joe Bowen. Now here's your host, Peter Shad. It's the April 16th edition of Money with Joe Bowen, starring Joe Bowen from Hollis Wealth. Another year wiser. Three days ago was your birthday. Mm-hmm. And your very thoughtful wife, Nadine, got you something rather cool. She likes her thrift and antique stores, doesn't she, your missus? Oh, we, did, we both do, and so do our friends. It's what we do with a lot of our spare time. Half the, you know, we save a lot of money because most of the things in our kitchen and around our house and our dining table and they're all from thrift stores or garage sales or quote-unquote antique stores, which is really what thrift stores are. They're the modern-day version of an antique store because people don't people think antique, especially our generation. You think spindly little legs. There yeah. should be a bowl of hard candy that's all basically become one candy now <laughs> because no one ever eats it on the table, on a doily. Uh, but when you say thrift, it, and you, know, you see it conjures different images. Yeah, so for my birthday, which I've always told people, you know, if you want to buy something, buddy, something special for Christmas, find out what their favorite toy was when they were a kid, and then phone around the city or go on eBay and find it and buy it for them, you know, just for fun, something they can put on display, as long as their favorite toy wasn't some gigantic racetrack, you know, <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, just something fun to, you know. So she bought me, it's not from my childhood, but uh, a big Stein uh, with a clipper ship on the front of it. And on the back, uh, what does it say now? All Englishmen, here, let me see. England expects that every man will do his duty. Wow. It's a pretty cool mug. So I, I sat and had my one of my best cigars on the night of my birthday and drank my drink out of that mug, and I was a very happy boy. Yeah, well belated. Happy birthday wishes. Mm-hmm. Our gift is on its way. And it's funny because I've been to your cabin on Keats. A lot of mushrooms. They're not the real kind, but mushroom motif things. That's one of your little themes, isn't it, over there? Well, you know, we went um, up on the Sunshine Coast into um, Roberts Creek. We went up to Roberts Creek, and there was a um, sort of a little community there where they were having a big street garage sale, and everybody in the community had stuff out. And there was this box at the end of a driveway that said, free. I jump. I love I love mushrooms and owls. I love anything 60s, yeah, 70s, yeah. and mushrooms and owls just fit the bill perfectly yeah. and I get out of the car and I run over and in this box was a whole collection of salt and pepper shakers and things that get mounted on the wall in your kitchen like a big fake spoon with mushrooms all over it and it it was a whole set of this stuff and I just fell in love and of course you know the price was just about right you know <laughs> they weren't quite paying me to take it but they were giving it to me for free so I took that box and uh, we probably spent another $10 that day in that area and ended up walking away with 30 things. My my, uh, my kids have been asking if they can go to Uncle Joe's cabin again because it's like walking <laughs> back into time. It's like walking back into the 60s and 70s. The the way the house is set up, the the motifs, it's, uh, it's pretty neat. And it's idyllic. Yeah, it's idyllic. And I grew up in Point Roberts where our cabin um, we had had down there since 1928. And, uh, you know, uh, the early days when I was first born... There was a cabin there that had been built way back in the 30s, and uh, and so it felt like the 30s inside. But then as I got to be about four or five or six years old, the decor started to change, and it was very 60s uh, inside there. Uh, and then it became 70s and a lot of hand-me-downs and old furniture, and it was so cool. And, and, I, and that feeling, like as I felt, my favorite movie of all time is On Golden Pond. 
And I just think it's fantastic. Hepburn and Fonda working together for the first time, believe it or not, in their careers. And uh, their cabin, you can see inside there. It's an old chair that used to be mom's chair and an old this and an old that. And that's what a cabin, in my opinion, should be about. Not a $7 million brand new posh mansion with a bunch of high-end fancy schmancy furniture. In Whistler, that's a chalet. It's not a cabin. But a cabin, like ours, should be rugged and rustic and have that old feeling, that feeling of history. So you can sit and put your feet up and not worry about it. You know, what's funny is at Sprout Lake, our family's had a cabin that goes back to the 50s as well. And it was uh, just actually, it was a logging cabin that was used for, you know, guys who were out in the woods and in the bush doing logging. They'd come in there and they'd sleep and they'd make their breakfast and and they floated two of these, put it up. And it was the exact same thing, old motif, anything that didn't fit in the house anymore, but had mm-hmm. a sentimental value wound up there. And I swear to goodness, there was a chair in that cabin on which three people died. <gasps> it was the death chair, you know, and it was in there. You know, so everybody was kind of afraid of <laughs> You know, you were painting it. this picture, and I felt myself <laughs> gently rolling down the stream in the back of the boat with my umbrella I was spinning while Peter read me a beautiful book. Sure. And then, <laughs> the death chair. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, but what a way to go, quite frankly. If that's how you're going to go, to sit in that chair, maybe at that lake, and, and that's that's mm-hmm. it. We're going to talk money on this program. We've spent a lot of time reminiscing. I did book my Point Roberts cabin time, which I'm very excited about. I mean, it's that time of year. It's April 16th. It's springtime. We're getting closer mm-hmm. to summer, to the kids leaving school. And we're in the middle of this real estate boon right now. And one of the things that we're going to spend a bit of time talking about is what to do if you are going to cash in. And two of my very good friends are cashing in right now. They've said, you know what? The getting is good. And and maybe that is a good strategy. And if you don't have kids and if you're not tied down and you don't mind where you move next and you're flexible, and these guys have been doing this for every two years. They've been upgrading, mm-hmm. upgrading, upgrading, and, and now they're going to cash in. Well, you need to have a plan in place. And you certainly need somebody who can help you deal with the money that all of a sudden you're going to have sitting around and it's going to be hard to get back into the market again too because well the prices aren't going down it seems we're also going to talk about the canadian dollar today and your investment professional wish list and i love this because we talk so often on this show about why so few people actually have someone working with them, a professional, a lifelong professional, a non-captive agent, i.e. not an employee, not somebody who flies the flag of only one company and is beholden to those companies' products and services, but somebody who's independent that can give you objective advice. Why do we not have somebody like that in our life? So we'll run through the investment professional wish list, and then we'll talk about why your life isn't all about investing, and this is the fun part, talking about dreams, what you want, what you really need out of life, what your future looks like. And, you know, Joe's job as a professional is to try to give you the highest probability of succeeding in those goals and dreams. The telephone number for Joe Bowen is 604-603-2336, 604-603-2336. Call, make an appointment, talk about what you're looking for investment-wise or maybe whole life planning-wise. And you can also visit Joe's website, too. It's joebowen, B-O-W-E-N dot C-A. Talk to Joe Bowen about Guaranteed Income for Life at 
respected man about town Doing the best thing so conservatively You're listening to Money with Joe Bowen. Once again, here is Peter Shad. We love having you around on Saturday evenings. We love sharing stories, but hopefully inspiring you and motivating you to do the very best that you can with the money that you work so hard to earn. Too many of us set it and forget it. We don't know what kind of product our money is in 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 order to try to grow it. We don't realize that we could be doing better. And the fact of the matter is we, as consumers, deserve better when it comes to our money. And that's where Joe Bowen comes in here at 604-603-2336. Joe can help you specifically just with investing. He can help you specifically and exclusively with insurance. Maybe you want a um, education savings plan. There, there's many individual things that Joe can do. Or maybe you want the whole life plan where you know you talk about everything in terms of your financial life. Um, Joe can do all those things. But one of the things that is bringing so many people to your door is this sizing down issue. And if you're in your 60s or 70s and you have a big old house in Vancouver that you're tired of maintaining and you need to have the garden done all the time and it's just getting to be too much, now is kind of a good time to say, yeah, you know what? Let's cash in. Let's size down. But then there comes the question, what do we do with the profits of such a sale. Yeah, and and the other question is, uh, will it keep going up? I mean, it can't go up at this pace forever. It's impossible. Uh, I saw somebody doing a, a joke extrapolation and took all the numbers and figured out what the housing prices would be in Vancouver in 10 years if it kept going up at this rate. And it was just insane. Of course. You know, you'd be paying $30 million for a teardown. Uh so this isn't going to last forever. We may be hitting an apex here. We may this may be the crescendo, and uh, and maybe not today, maybe not next month, maybe not this summer, but it's it may be coming. And if that's the case, do you want to be two years from now, only a couple years older, saying, "Geez, honey, while the getting was good, why didn't we get?" You know. Why didn't we sell it and take advantage of some nitwit willing to pay $3 million for what we know was only worth 800000 seven years ago? And even that we thought was insane because we only paid one hundred and thirty for it 35 years ago. Uh, we should have just sold it when we had the chance. And, you know, if you're selling to size down or retire or move, a lot of people are moving to places like Chilliwack and the Okanagan, the Sunshine Coast, uh, Vancouver Island. All these places are becoming more populated and their prices are starting to go up a little bit now too. But when you're sizing down, this is the, the deal with real estate if you want to make money. There's, a, there's one secret. When prices are high, you size down. When prices go flying down, you size up. Because if they've gone up on a $100,000 property you're going to move to by 10%, well, it's 110. So that's a $10,000 premium you're paying over six months ago. But if your million-dollar property went up 10%, you went up 100000 That pays for that whole other darn property. It's only costing you an extra ten. So, uh, And then the other way around, it works the other way, of course. So, But what do you do with the money? You, you, you know, it's funny that we will spend our lifetime, like me, I will not pay more than uh, $3.50 for a 12-pack of pop. I refuse. <laughs> uh, Sobeys took over Safeway. Safeway has never been worse 
since Sobeys took over, it's awful. Uh, they, the pr- stuff that used to always be on sale isn't always on sale anymore. Uh, Pop is nowhere near as often on sale. One of the employees told me, well, that's because we're trying to promote healthy food now. That's about the dumbest thing anybody's ever said to anyone in the history of humanity. Uh, that's not true. So uh, what a dumb excuse that was. Anyway, uh, th- so that's a real problem. But I, I won't pay more. Now, a lifetime of trying to save... Uh, two bucks here, two bucks there on what I call quote unquote principle uh, is funny because it doesn't really add up to a whole lot in a lifetime. It is it's still smart spending. And my wife and I, like I said, we like to go to thrift stores. We like to save money. We like to buy things on sale because that type of thinking runs like a thread through your life. That's why sometimes you'll drive through the West Side or West Vancouver before now, everybody thinks they're rich right now. Everybody has Ferraris when they shouldn't, but uh, uh, and BMWs and Mercedes and everything when they really sh- can't afford them. Uh, but if you drove through West Van, you'd sometimes see these houses that are like on the water. The family's had it for a long time. They're a very wealthy family, but they're driving around in old beaters mm-hmm. because they've always thought that way about money. And that was 25 years ago. That was all the guys who grew up that were born in the 20s. They were thinking like that because that generation is fantastic with money. And that's how they'd think. And when you, when you always think like that, you do a lot better. But here we are. You sell your house that skyrocketed. You're not putting enough of a value on this wiggling around at the high watermark thing that's going on here for you with your house being worth so much money. You don't realize the risk you're taking by not taking advantage when it might be close to when you're going to anyway. Uh, and then you let your realtor milk you for $50,000 for opening your door twice. And you're comfortable with that. <laughs> Which is funny because that's a lifetime of trying to make save money in groceries. So you'll give this person like some parasite from New Coast Realty. You'll let them take 50000 I'm using that one as an example, and I think we all know why. I think you've been listening to the news. You know exactly what kind of shenanigans that place has been up to. Uh, those people should all be in jail who did those things. Uh, it's just this parasitic culture that is that is infiltrated and descended upon Vancouver, and they call themselves the biggest real estate company. You know, these companies, the Remax and all these other guys, Sutton and stuff, they've been around for decades and decades with realtors, some of whom have spent 50 years working and doing that job from all the way back when they got paid almost nothing because houses were worthless. And then these guys come and swoop on in here, and with all that parasitic behavior, it makes me sick. Anyway, you'll let your realtor... Take that 50 grand when you sell your house, but then you say to yourself, what other services do I get in life that cost me 50,000? There are none. So when you take that money and you go to invest it, you got to think about what am I getting for my money? What am I investing in? Is it sustainable? Will it give me comfort the rest of my life? Is the person I'm hiring a professional who will always be with me? Do they know what they're doing? Do they have experience? And be comfortable knowing that You'll get a lot more for your money hiring a person to help you invest your money than you ever did selling your house. Because yes, your house got sold, but what did you get for your money? What did they do for that money, that $50,000? I'd have to have a lifetime relationship with a $10 million client before I would finally total having made $50,000 from that account. Uh, So that's a lot more work than opening a door twice. Anyway, uh, so you have to be able to hire a real professional, someone who's made a career out of this. And there are some really good things you can do with your money if you do size down right now that can completely change your life. Because one of the things that we would do just out of reflex is what? 
Stash, oh, put it in the bank. Stash it in the big institution. Yeah, and that's the problem. Like a lot of my clients and people who are potential clients who call me because they're A, thinking about selling a house, B, it's listed, or C, it just sold, and they're waiting for the um, closing date and where they get all their money. Um, a lot of these people, uh, what I recommend to them is to open a virtual bank account. Now, I know that sounds like, oh, what is that? It sounds some weird, strange thing out in a PC Financial is a virtual bank. They're owned by CIBC, but PC themselves is actually like ING used to be. Remember ING sure. Bank? Yeah, yeah. Now called Tangerine, owned by, I think, Scotia bought them. And then there is uh, Manulife Bank. Well, these three institutions have something in common. Like you want to do your day-to-day banking, you want to have your local bank account at your, you know, your Royal Bank, your Scotia Bank, your TD, your BMO. I'm leaving some out on purpose. Uh, if you want to put your money uh, in one of those places and do your day-to-day banking, that's fantastic. That's what they're there for. Almost all of them give great service and do great things for what you pay. Uh, and and that's great when you have to pay your bills and everything. But if you have an enormous amount of money coming in from the sale of a house. And you don't want to be harassed and hassled and phoned and offered this service. Because all of a sudden you matter, right? These people maybe were never calling you and now all of a sudden they are. You can open a virtual bank account, which is just, it's a bank account like any of those. Exactly the same. Just no branches. Except the interest rates are higher because mm-hmm. they don't have a bunch of branches everywhere. Um, so you, I do it for my clients all the time. I'll open up like Manulife bank accounts for them. I do it a lot for clients. They sell their house. $1.8 million drops in that Manulife bank account. They stop. They wait. The phone does not ring. No one is harassing them and bothering them. No one knows the money's there. And Manulife Bank, they don't have any peripheral businesses that try to cross business lines and phone you. Uh, So then you just call your person, myself in that case, uh, and we sit down and talk about what to do with the money. So uh, that's one little trick for when you're selling your house. If you don't want to have salespeople and all these people from your um, your institution that you're with now bugging you uh, is to do that. But there's so much more that needs to be done. With all of that money and so many other considerations, maybe we'll talk about those in a minute. Let's do that. Joe Bowen is here. It's the April 16th edition of Money with Joe Bowen. Joe's telephone number 604-603-2336, 604-603-2336. It's Joe Bowen, B-O-W-E-N dot C-A. And, you know, you don't have to live in the lower mainland either to have Joe uh, working for you. Many, many Fraser Valley clients, a huge client base on the Sunshine Coast and in the Okanagan, and Joe loves an excuse to hop on the spirit of Vancouver Island and head over to the island and do business in the Lower Island or Parksville and Qualicum. So if you're listening from around uh, the outskirts of the Lower Mainland, uh, by all means, Joe will happily talk with you and we'll discuss some of those things you need to think about when you sell your house and size down next. Money with Joe Bowen, CKNW News Talk 980. Talk to Joe Bowen about guaranteed income for life at 604-603-2336. You're listening to Money with Joe Bowen. Once again, here is Peter Shad. So there you are, you've sized down, you've either closed, you're waiting for the closed, you've taken Joe's advice, you've put your money into a virtual institution that doesn't have branches, you aren't being harassed over the $1.8 million or whatever it is, that's actually probably a small house in your account. But then what? 
you know, you are now homeless. <laughs> Basically, you've cashed in. You have mm-hmm. left the race. Maybe you do want to buy again. Maybe you just want to rent. Maybe you want to go into a condo. There's enough of those around. What do you do with that money? And also, how do you plan backwards from what you want your lifestyle to be to making that happen with some kind of an income or through investing? Yeah. And uh, before I get into that, I just want to say one thing, because Peter reminded me when we were on the break that maybe I might have insulted a few people. Uh, But New Coast Realty, when I was saying that about... Right now, the NDP is actually calling for a police investigation into the company. So I don't mean to paint everyone who ever worked there with the same brush, because actually a lot of them were the ones who were whistleblowers and came out and said, this is what we were being told to do. Uh, so God bless those few <laughs> and uh, not the many uh, who did the things they did. Anyway, so yeah, if, you, if you've if you sold your house right now in this, in this peak time, uh, you... Uh, you have all this money left over. Maybe you're buying a smaller place or you're moving out of town or moving to the peripheries of Vancouver, Chilliwack, beautiful area. People are just starting to realize, wow, I actually could live out here and see my grandchildren and have a nice life and have a big property. Rainbow country, man. It is. It's a beautiful area. It's it's wonderful. and Good people, good town. Kind of feel sorry for the Chilliwack people who are the Chilliwackians or whatever they call themselves because they're having all these city people, city folk come plowing out there now, buying up all their land. And I know how they feel because we feel that way in Vancouver about all the folks who are coming here doing the same to us. This is what happens though, right? Yeah. Uh, one area gets driven up, all those people get displaced and moved into somewhere else. It's like it's why you can't solve the crime problem in Surrey by picking up all the gang members and just chucking them up in the air and wondering where they're going to land. Well, they're going to land in all the towns around Surrey, right? So exactly, that's the problem. Anyway, uh, the only place for them to land is in jail. So uh, you, you have all this money left over from selling your property. And what you have to do is say to yourself, what do I need to live the lifestyle I've become accustomed to? Or what kind of lifestyle can I start to live now that I have all this money? Can I retire sooner now? Because this is All of a sudden, I have an extra million in the bank that I didn't have before in my savings account or in my investment account, uh, whereas before I had 100000 that I had saved over my lifetime, and now it's 10 times that. Uh, Maybe now I really can consider retiring. Maybe now we can take vacations every year. Maybe now this, maybe now that. Maybe we can get those Harley-Davidsons and go riding around uh, North America. Uh, And so that's where you need somebody to quantify these things, to take the numbers, do the math, and say, this is what we can generate as an income. Safely, you can make this type of draw on these investments account if we invest in this manner, uh, and you will be able to sustain yourself with a very, very, very high probability for the rest of your life. And uh, if someone doesn't just do that math for you, and instead you go into an institution where maybe you do all your other business, and all they do is ask you three questions, chuck your money into their own products, and then you're done. Uh, you're going to wish you didn't do it because one day you may uh, hear us talk or someone else talk and then sit down with a real uh, person, a real professional, and then find out, oh, my goodness. So that six years, I made 5% less than I could have, and that adds up to this many hundred thousand dollars. Oh, hand on the forehead, you know. Uh, don't let that happen to you. you, you got to make a decision to hire a career professional. Well, you had an interesting little list here on our cheat sheet about your life isn't about investing. You know, we don't really know a lot about money. I would say the vast majority of people maybe think they do, maybe think they can go online and open a, you know, discount brokerage account and be successful in their own investment. But mm-hmm. One in 49 actually is. One in 49. So emotion takes over and you blow your money. Um 
The things we are interested in, though, the things we are good at, there's a lot of things on this list of things that we are good at and better that better at than investing. <laughs> well, this is it. I mean, what is your life about? What is your retirement about? And I was going to create an ad out of this, and I decided against it. I thought we'd just talk about it on the show today. Your life is about golf or fishing or gardening, I should say, and or with all of them, or your kids or your grandkids, your food. You love food. Mm -hmm. uh, it's about beaches. It's about boats. It's about your dog, your cat, your cats, your mini cats, because you're a single female at 81 years old and you've never had a... Uh, anyway, so... Uh, yeah, or your dung beetles, whatever. Uh, anyway, you, you, your life is about the things you are passionate about and that you love. And your only passion you should have for money is to have enough to give yourself peace of mind so you can spend your time doing the things you're truly passionate about. Then you leave your money to the professionals. You hire a career professional to take care of your money so you can put it aside. I've had clients. I had this one husband and wife come and see me, and she led the conversation. As soon as we sat down, she goes, I want you to save us from him. And she pointed at her husband, and I said, why? She goes, we go on a vacation, and he's reading the Wall Street Journal and the Financial Post, and he's reading all these things. Checking on his stocks, checking on this, checking on that. Every time we go into a port in our sailboat, he wants to find the nearest uh, internet, internet cafe. cafe so he can go look up his investments. And she said, we're not retired. We're not relaxing. That's just his new career. And he's either in a good mood or a bad mood, depending on what the market's doing that day or what his stocks are doing that day. She said, it's ruining our retirement. It's ruining our life. He was reluctant for years, but I finally put my foot down because he destroyed a beautiful two-week sailing trip through the Hawaiian Islands. And I'm done with it. And I totally get that because their life is about sailing. Their life is about food. The back deck of the sailboat, well, she plays guitar and he sings. That's their life. It's not about their darn investments. You need to hire someone that you can say, you know what? The captain is guiding the ship. We don't need to go to the helm to make sure he or she's doing a good job. Let's just sit on the Lido deck and have our cocktails and relax. And that captain's name is Joe Bowen at 604-603-2336, 604-603-2336, or Joe Bowen, B-O-W-E-N dot C-A. The Canadian dollar, is it artificially depressed? That's coming up next. Money with Joe Bowen on CKNW News Talk 980. To speak with Joe Bowen in person, call 604-603-2336 or visit joebowen.ca. Listening to Money with Joe Bowen. Once again, here is Peter Shad. Money with Joe Bowen is here on the 16th of April. Great to have you along on a Saturday evening, and uh, we want to talk a little bit about the Canadian dollar. You have yeah. a theory about the Canadian dollar, or were you snooping no. through some articles? Recently? I was just reading some articles. One one of the economists at CIBC accused Stephen Polos of um, artificially depressing the dollar and. And, you know, the thing is, his job is to uh, enhance our dollar or not. I mean, it, that is part of his job, is to do things and implement strategies that maybe are beneficial to Canada as a whole. So it's not really something you can call an accusation so much as um, pointing out, you know, what he believed to be a fact or at least evidence of a fact. Um, 
Stephen Polos um, has a conservative economic outlook for the future. The first quarter of this year, he said, well, yeah, there's good things happening, but are they going to die off in the second quarter? I think they might, right? So he's just being conservative. Well, the reason Canada is looked to by the world as a country, at least except for the Americans, they call us smug. Didn't they call us smug during the, the big economic collapse because our banks didn't need to be bailed out by the government, unlike every bank in every country in the world, except one other besides us? Higher restrictions, right? So they called us smug the one time we were beating <laughs> them on something. But anyway, uh, in Canada, we're very conservative. That's why the finance minister was taken away by the British and paid a ridiculous amount of money to move over there and save their butts. And uh, then our finance minister from BC, which is the best province ever, uh, we're doing so well right now, uh, got taken to our feds. And and that's why um, Polos is doing everything he can to better Canada in a conservative way uh, without being too optimistic. Being overly optimistic is the worst thing that can happen. Maybe giving optimistic news to try to inspire confidence in the in people for the economy is something you have to be very careful with those tools. I mean, you're better off just being straight up with people every day um, because, you know, if A, they might not trust you eventually, and B, you know, you are that is truly artificially creating an environment when you do that. Um, anyway, I back them. Uh, I don't like it when economists throw out uh, grandiose, um, direct, um, hard statements like that uh, at all. And uh, I think Polos is doing a fine job. But the Canadian dollar, I mean, it was at 42, right? 142. Uh, now it's down around 128, thereabouts. It's been bouncing around down here now, and it's been getting stronger. Uh, so what I'm saying is it used to cost you $1.42 to buy a U.S. dollar. Now it's around $1.28, which is a great thing if you are ordering cigars from overseas. <laughs> um, or if you're looking to buy a car from the States. You know, the car prices in North America are really messed up now because the dollars are just moving around so much, nobody knows where to price anything. But I was looking at a 2010 Aston Martin DB9 down at San Diego, Aston Martin, Aston Martin, San Diego, whatever they call their place. It's been sitting on the shelf on this, in the, that place for six months or so now. But that car has always been around 88,000 US. Well, when the dollar was strong, that was a great price when you converted to Canadian. Then it got to $1.42 and I was just like, there's no way I would buy that car. Not, not that I'm spending that kind of money on a car. I just, you know, I look. And uh, now it's back to being somewhat reasonable again. So it, it can have a huge effect depending on what you're doing with your money. Well, there's a, there's a little underground. It's not underground, but there's a, a sub-business that's happening that's making people very wealthy at the moment. It's because of the film industry. The mm -hmm. one industry that is really benefiting from the exchange rate. And as we know, British Columbia has, for the last 40 years, had some of the best professionals in the TV and film production industries. Yep. We have actors, we have everything here, we have scenery, we have everything you need to put on a big blockbuster production, and so a lot of work is being done here. Mm -hmm. But where do these people that come up from the States, from Los Angeles and Hollywood, where do they stay? Well, they're staying in Airbnbs, and Airbnbs charge a pretty penny, mm -hmm. sometimes two to $300 a night, maybe yep. more, and because these production people... That doesn't really matter because they have their set per diem and their set. Yeah. They don't want anything rates. from you. They just want to get out in the morning and go. Get, exactly. And they yeah. don't want to necessarily stay in a hotel. They want yep. to be in a neighborhood, perhaps. Yep. So there are people in Vancouver right now making a mint off production people. And they're here for months at a time, like two to three months. Well, imagine that. Yep, there you go. There's your key. Three months, $300 a day. And then you start wondering, well, does it make sense to sell my house for uh, what people are yeah. asking for it? 
Yeah, well, and the, but the problem is it's screwing up the rental market. Uh, Vancouver has become a real mess because a lot of those investors from overseas buying property here don't rent them out. They just leave them vacant. Right. Uh, so those aren't rental properties. Um, a lot of people can't afford to buy now because the pricing's so high. So there's a ton of renters starting to build up out there and less and less and less rental property out there. And when there is rental property, they want a premium for it. And if they don't get a premium for it, they say, well, this Airbnb thing t- sounds a lot better than having a permanent renter. Three days, I can get the same rent as I would have gotten a month. That's incredible. You know, and I can make five times that amount by renting out on the Airbnb all the time. So why would I ever have a full-time renter? And uh, this city's just become, I, it's got to find itself. It's got to find its place in the world. And right now it thinks it's, um, you know, it's it's like somebody who has one, you know, one big musical hit and they run around buying into all their own BS and they really think there's something else. Well, tomorrow, honey, you're going to be just like everybody else. It is going to be a fascinating five to ten years in this city of what we do become and what our identity truly is because to see all these west side houses these beautiful houses from the 20s and 30s being torn down and replaced with really really ugly buildings like instead of going through renovations how about that movie of the drummond drive property the abandoned place have you seen that yes yes it's incredible my friend lived right around the corner from that place and his house was torn down it was one of the most beautiful little houses and uh you know it's just it is really sad what has happened to the character. It's cold, emotionally bankrupt, culturally yes. insensitive people buying up all the property. They have no care, concern, emotion, cultural care about uh, no history, uh, no concern or interest whatsoever in this city, its history, its people, its future, its economy. None. It's all about me taking my money I got from nefarious activities overseas, bringing it over here, hiding it in Vancouver. Like I said last week, we are the money laundering capital of the world, in my opinion, right now. And we're letting it happen. Joe Bowen at 604-603-2336. JoeBowen.ca will wrap up the show in just a sec. Joe Bowen with Hollis Wealth at 604-603-2336 or JoeBowen.ca. to Money with Joe Bowen. Once again, here is Peter Shad. We're going to wrap up this week's edition of Money with Joe Bowen for the 16th of April with your investment professional wish list. We've discussed several times on the show why you need somebody in your corner who's a career professional at investing, and maybe it's finding you the right kind of insurance policies. Uh, Whatever kind of money dealings you have to do, that could even include being referred to a good tax person or referred to a good mortgage broker. Anything that has to do with your hard-earned money, it is great to have somebody who can offer you a sober second opinion. And uh, and so we're going to give you a list of things that you should be looking for when you're finding somebody in Joe's business. And that well, is your here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to see if you think the same way Peter does. Sure. Peter, I'm going to ask you questions. Okay. And I'm going to ask you if you prefer A or B okay. uh, when you're looking for someone to manage your investments. Okay. Would you rather have someone who is objective or beholden to the company they work for? Let me think about that for a second. <laughs> I'm going to go with just 
just out of the top of my head, objective? Oh, that's a good guess. Uh, would you rather have a wide range of investments to choose from or be stuck only being able to invest in in-house products? Mm-hmm. That again, I have to think about that, but I'm going to go with the wider spectrum of options. It's like <laughs> going to a restaurant and you have a menu and you have one item that you can choose, or you can go to the menu that has 16 of them. Yeah, that's right. Which uh, is, this is, we sound like a total cheesy advertisement, don't we? <laughs> Would you rather hire a career professional or an employee of a corporation? I'm going to go again with column A, if you don't mind. Career professional. Okay. So, would you rather have someone with many years' experience or a neophyte? Um,. Ah, geez, neophytes. I like neophytes, but I'm going to go with the one with many years of experience. The only neophytes I like are human neophytes, and we call those babies. Wheeze calls them babies. Would you rather have a lifetime relationship or whoever the new kid is who just got hired? Geez, but you know, it's so fun to tell your story over and over again. And, you know, it's fun to talk about your needs every six months. But, you know, I'm going to go with the same person for a long period. Right. And would you rather have a high probability of success? Or would you rather just cross your fingers and hope for the best? Oh, gosh. Again, I'm going to have to think about this one, Joe. It does sound like... (laughs) I know they are tough, Peter. And I never said today was going to be an easy day. (laughs) I'm going to go with A, I think. A, okay. So last one, column A. Would you rather have an advisor who comes to you or meet you somewhere convenient for you or someone who makes you come to their location all the time just because there's free parking? Well, that depends. I mean, is there actually open spaces in the free parking? Because sometimes <laughs> I've driven around and then, God, if you come to my house, do I have to clean up necessarily? Do I have to make cookies and tea? I don't know. This is this is a lot harder than I thought. But you know what? I'm going to go with the advisor who can come to me. Yeah. Or have you meet at their office. Whatever you want. There you go. See, I have an office in downtown Vancouver and I really don't make anyone meet me there unless they want to. Uh, I'm generally on the road. Boutique operation. Anyway, so you picked all your answers were from column A as opposed to column B. Column A is an independent professional, investment professional, someone who still works in a big organization, but not for a big organization. Because we all, as investment professionals, have to fly the flag of some company. So there are compliance department people watching us to make sure we're not Bernie Madoff. But the other column, column B, from which you chose nothing, is any big institution where it's an employee you meet with. Maybe you do do your deposits and they say, hey, do you want to do RSPs today? And then you go over to the other person over in the corner of that institution. Uh, We know what kind of institution I'm talking about. And then they just shove a bunch of their own products down your throat. And then a couple of years later, oh, Mary's gone. No, but John over there can help you now. You sit down with John. John doesn't know you. John knows nothing about you. And you have to start all over again telling your story and buying a bunch more uh, in-house garbage products. And maybe John just got licensed last week. That's the problem. Uh, So column A, good for you, Peter. And I hope you also picked column A because that truly is, in my opinion, of course, I have a biased opinion, but the way to go. His name is Joe Bowen, an independent uh, and very heavily regulated. I mean, that's a whole show to itself. It seems like one column regulations are a little different than the other column. But we don't want to get into that now because I don't think we have enough time. And I'm just going to make you okay. mad. <gasps> yeah. 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 You're going to get me all worked up. <laughs> hey, you want to get me worked up? Don't get me worked up. When you're driving on the highway, the right lane is for driving. The left lane is for passing. So if you're in the left lane and you're not going faster than the right lane, move over. If someone flashes their lights from behind you, they are telling you, universally known, if you're in Europe, everybody there seems to know, 
They're asking you to move to the right, please. Politely, actually. They're not tailgating and honking. And then they pass you and you can go back into the left lane and get around the cars you're trying to get around. It's a pretty good system, you know, and uh, especially when you're driving in the States and you use cruise control because it's just a mind-numbing highway that takes right. you this, this, this way and that. And it's amazing. You could tell all the cruise controllers, you know, uh, they don't want to have to get out of their cruise zone. So they just pull over and the next person passes by, maybe also on cruise control, just going a little faster. And there's all those federales down there, too, mm-hmm. trying to cash in. It's almost like they, they look for British Columbia plates to try to snap. Well, you know, the problem is that down there, most of them know uh, that you're supposed to stay in the right lane. And the cops down there say that it's the B.C. residents are the problem because we just seem to think that we're entitled to park in that left lane. We don't want to be in the right lane and have to merge with people. That's a problem. 604-603-2336 for driving lessons and great financial advice from Joe Bowen here on CKNW News Talk 980. See you next week. See you then. Let Joe Bowen help you prepare for your post-working years at 604-603-2336. This radio show was prepared by Joe Bowen, who is a registered mutual fund representative with Hollis Wealth Advisory Services, Inc., a subsidiary of the Bank of Nova Scotia. This radio show is not an official program of Hollis Wealth. The views, including any recommendations expressed during this show, are those of Joe Bowen alone and are not endorsed or approved by Hollis Wealth or the Bank of Nova Scotia. Hollis Wealth is a trade name of Hollis Wealth Advisory Services, Inc. and Hollis Wealth Insurance Agency Limited. Mutual fund products are provided by Hollis Wealth Advisory Services, Inc. Insurance products by Hollis Wealth are provided through Hollis Wealth Insurance Agency Limited. Trademark of the Bank of Nova Scotia, used under license.